Hallelujah. Can we give God some praise in this place for who He is? I said, can we lift up the name of Jesus for who He is? I think you can do better than that. Can we lift up the name of Jesus? If you know where God has taken you from, and that is your praise, then you can sit down. But if God has taken you out of something that you cannot even explain to somebody else, give God your loudest shout of praise. Lift up your voices in this place. Lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. When we lift up the name of Jesus, every burden must go. Every devil must go. Every defeat must go. When the name of Jesus is lifted, every chain must break. Every curse must be destroyed. The attack upon your life must go. Because when the name of Jesus is lifted, every shackle must break. God is in this place. God is in this place. Hallelujah. Good morning, beloved. I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. The name that is above every other name. The Bible says that every knee must bow. They won't have a choice. They must bow. Buddha must bow. Islam must bow. Because there is a name above every other name. There's no other name that can cancel out cancer. There's no other name that can open up blind eyes. There's, there's no other name that can make the deaf hear. There's no other name that can make the leper heal. There's no other name that can make the lame walk. There's, there's just no other name. They tried to say every other name, but they couldn't come up with a name strong enough that can cancel out the attack upon your life. There's no other name than the name of Jesus. There's no other name there. That's why the Bible says that when you come to the Father, don't use your name because your name is not enough. When you come to the Father, you must say, in the name of Jesus. Because your name is not recognized in heaven. So when you come to the throne room of God, don't bring up Ryan because Ryan is nothing. But when you walk boldly into the kingdom of God and you say, in the name of Your name can't put the demons out of your house. Not your name. In fact, not even your surname can do it. Not even your middle name can do it. But if you say in the name of Jesus, I cancel every demonic power in my house. I cancel every thought that comes into captivity. I cancel everything that wanted to keep me down in the mighty name of Jesus. So there's no other name that I can greet you with. In fact, your title doesn't even mean anything. My title betekent niks. So stop pulling up your nose because you got a title, man. 
because your title means nothing to God. You've got to come in the name of Jesus and say, I cancel everything that's been coming up against me. I cancel everything that's been coming up against my house. I cancel everything that's been coming up against my generation. Don't use your name. Your name's not good enough, man. Stop pulling up your nose because you've got a title, man. Pastor can't do you nothing. Evangelist can't do you nothing. Deacon can't bring you nowhere. When you talk, you talk about the name of Jesus. Only his name can touch the blind and they be healed. Let me get down to protocol. I can feel the Holy Spirit is about to take this church somewhere. I'd like to thank the sit men of this house and the, the wife of the, and the mother of this house as well as the grandmother of this house for this opportunity. I think we can all stand and just acknowledge them. I think we can all stand. Oh, you can do better than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do better than that. This year I'm celebrating 15 years in ministry. More than half my life I've been in ministry. Not many can say that. Half their life. Ministry. Ministry. Ministry will mold you, will break you, will shape you. Ministry. If you think ministry is easy, come, let me tell you about ministry. And let me tell you, in 15 years, I've never resigned from one position. Never. Not one person can say in this house that I've resigned. I was fired, yes. A lot of times, fired. But not resigned. Fired, but not resigned. Reinstated, thank you, Dad. No longer fired. 15 years of my life. I gave it to the kingdom. 15 years. I'm 26 this year. 15 years. Ministry. That's where God took me from. Ministry. Started on the backside. Don't think I started on the stage. In fact, I was here when the stage was built, so don't look at me. I was here when the carpet had to be paid. I was here when the seats were sown. I was here taking off the speakers when Dad said we're going to bless somebody else. I was here. So I'm standing on the stage that I helped build. Yeah. yeah, 15 years of ministry. And when dad said, I must prepare for this word, I was telling Pastor Kurt, I suckle with the word, man. Because I'm trying to wrap my head around this word that God has given me. 
And it's difficult sometimes to just, because you try to make sense of the word, but you can't because the word is above every other thing. It's above your intellect. It's above, uh, it's above what you know. That's what the word does. It cuts you. And it's so quick. It's like a double-edged sword cutting between bone and marrow. It's that's how quick the word is. So all glory goes to God. To be 15 years in ministry, I thought about it and I said, Yo. So many times I wanted to throw in the towel. But you know when somebody prays for you and when you've been called when you've been called it's hard to walk away from what you've been called. Nobody chose you when you've been called out of the headquarters of heaven and your name was mentioned before the throne room of God. It's hard to walk away when you've been called. Not if you appointed yourself. It's easy to walk away when you've appointed yourself. But when God calls you, it's hard to walk away. It's hard to say, I'm leaving this thing. This isn't for me. It's hard to do that. Because man didn't call you, man. And let me tell you something else. Man cannot keep you either. So stop being so afhanklik of man, man. Stop depending so much on people and what people say and what people do with you. Don't worry about people anymore. If they want to leave, leave them alone. If they want to walk out of your life, let them go. Stop running after them. Stop running after people, man. They can't take you to heaven. In fact, I let you get a praise battle for your name. So stop putting your faith and your trust in people. I was telling Pastor Kurt, but I know that last night as I was busy preparing and uh, we had a leader's impartation last night. That's another level. Leaders impartation. Tell your neighbor, leaders impartation. The father and the mother of this house has an impact on us. And I'm not standing here on my own. I'm standing on their shoulders this morning. And I know that God has a word for this house. Are you ready for the word? I know that the Holy Spirit has already been preaching. Even through our worship. If you think that you don't need the praise and worship and you just need the word, you missed it all. Because God can give you an answer during praise and worship. If you think you just came for the word and you don't worry about worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you miss a significant part of what God wants to do. Don't take praise and worship for granted. God can give you an answer in a split second. So today I'm going to read out of 2 Samuel 9. We're going to read a few passages. And 
I know that God's going to break this word like He broke it to me. And Pastor Kurt laid the foundation of going from babyhood to childhood. My task this morning is from going from childhood to manhood. And I'm just here to build the walls. Pastor Kurt has laid a solid foundation. I know Pastor Jay will come and just put a roof on and paint the house. Because that is why we are here. We are here to build up the kingdom of God. 2 Samuel 9 verse 1. We're just going to read till 11. Wouldn't it be crazy if the world was just filled with children? Wouldn't it be crazy if everybody just stayed on the same level? Physically, I'm talking about. 5 to 18 and you stay by 18 all your life. Wouldn't this world just be crazy? So why do we accept in the kingdom of God that we can still have 5 to 18-year-old children in the kingdom? And we've made it a norm, but the world doesn't think it's a norm that a child doesn't grow because they state you as abnormal if you do not grow further than 18. Or if you're 25, but you're still in a state of babyhood. You're 25 years old, but you're still in a crib. That's what we got in the church. So how is it that we have become, it has become a norm, Pastor Kurt, to still have babies and children in the house? How have we been, how has it become a norm in this house that we must still ask you why you didn't come to church? We're not going to do that anymore. Now we stop that. We stop that. We stopped that. Last night's leadership impartation, we stopped that. When you stand before the Father, I got the Father for you, Father. It's not on you to help you to come. It's not on you to stand alone there. Can't depend on nobody when you stand before the Father. Your life is going to play in front of it, not somebody else's life. So why has it become a norm to come to the house, but you're still a baby, still a child? Ons moet nog vir jou om by die kerk te kom, want jy kan Still a baby. Ons moet nog een way maak vir jou om by die huis van die Heere te kry. Ons is still a baby. We helped you now for five years. Get to the house. Want jy bly ook nie so ver nie. But we helped you. Still a child. A child you can still help. You know? So you help them, put them in school, put them through university. But there comes a time in their life when they need to go out of the house and pay their own way. Jesus spoke to Peter and he said, when I sent you into the field, did I not make provision for you? 
because he was still a child. Jesus was still talking to him as if he was a child. But then, he, then, then the scripture goes further and he says, but now, after you've been converted, take your sword, take your cloak, and if you do not have a sword, go sell your cloak for the sword. Which means that God, after he has given you the provision, once you've been converted, once you've been changed, once you've grown up, you've got to make provision for yourself. And that's how you go from being a baby, from being a child, to being a man. It's making your own way. It's trusting God for yourself. At days when people used to pray for you, to trust God for something in your area of your life, why couldn't you depend for yourself? Why couldn't you pray for yourself? And that's how we mature. Amen? So 2 Samuel 9, that was just my foundation. Children make up 34% of today's population. 34% of children. David asked, is there anyone still left of the house of Saul? Somebody say house. It matters what house you belong to. Because God blesses a house. So when God blesses a house, he speaks about generationally. Matters what house you belong to. Ask your neighbor, what house do you belong to? In fact, what house are you faithful in, man? Not just belong to, what house are you faithful in? House of soul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake. Now there was a servant of Saul's house named Ziba. Somebody say Ziba. And they called him out of Saul's house to appear before David. And the king asked, are you Ziba? Ziba's replies, your servant. Underline your servant. The king asked, is there no one still left of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Mm. Is there no one left of the house of Saul? Tell your neighbor there's still a blessing on your house. There's still a blessing on your house. There's a blessing that you don't even know of. It's still on your house. To whom I can show God's kindness. And Ziba answered the king, yeah, there is still a son of Jonathan, but he's crippled in both his feet. He didn't even get to the name, went straight to the condition of this boy. People don't even know your name, they just know your condition. In fact, when they talk about you, they don't even mention your name, just, they just talk about your condition. They say that, you know, most that divorced lady in the church. 
They don't even talk about your name. They, they get straight down to your, your inner circle, the deep things about your life. Hulle het nog eens jou naam genoem nie, as hulle al by jou finances al. You know that one that struggles with finances. Hulle het nog eens by jou naam gekom nie, man. They already talking about your condition. Cyber says, and in fact, Cyber comes from the house of Saul. And Mephibosheth is Saul's grandchild. So whose house is he speaking against? His own house. So you've got somebody in your house speaking against your house. Bringing a bad report to somebody else. You're supposed to get that job. And they took your CV and they went straight to the manager and they told the manager, don't take this one. But they took your CV. There's somebody in the house speaking bad about the house. Fifth column people. Don't be shocked when it happens. Dad said last night, it's time to sift the wheat. Sift the wheat. And I was on that for a week, Dad. Sift the wheat. Jesus comes to Peter after having the last supper. Says, Peter, the devil has mentioned your name. Oh, you must know you're on the hit list when the devil himself wants your name. The devil is after you, Jesus said to Peter. He wants to take you out. He wants to suff you like wheat. But, there's a but, but I prayed for you. Even after the devil tried what he tried and he got right what he got right, I prayed for you. That your faith does not fail. That everything else in your life can fail, but that your faith doesn't fail. So Ziba comes. King David calls for Ziba to ask him, is there anybody, listen to his words, is there anybody in the house of Saul that I can bless? The same guy that tried to kill him. The same guy that got jealous of him. Listen to his thought. Listen to what he wants to do. He says, is there anybody left? So you must understand that all Saul's sons right now in this part of the scripture is all dead. Jonathan died. There's only one daughter left. Saul died. Jonathan died. And David is still not king. So there's a strategy going on. Somebody, God is a God of strategy. So this is the strategy that David came up with. Everybody is out of the way to the throne. So the only one left past the Kurt that has an inheritance of taking over the kingdom that can stop David is the grandson of Saul. Oh, you didn't get that. 
the only one that has a legal entitlement to the kingdom is Mephibosheth. The only one that can stop David in his tracks of being the king over Israel is Mephibosheth, the crippled one. And David says, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take over the kingdom, but I want my wife back. The same wife that laughed at him when he was dancing because the Ark of the Covenant came back, that same person, because it was a strategy. Because she was also an heir to the throne. Because there's times in your life that you've got to keep your enemies close. Even if you've got to marry them again, you've got to keep them close. Even if you've got to take them back in your life just to keep them close. Because they can be a blockage in your pipe. So you've got to take them out of your pipe. You've got to keep them close. So David marries her again. In fact, they were never divorced. It was because of Saul that he ran away through the window. She opened the window for him to get away from Saul. So she wasn't so bad after all. Because Saul was unhappy that he married her. So the same woman, he says, I want her back. So there's a strategy going on. It's a chess game. Strategy. God is strategic in everything that he does. He shifts one thing and turns another thing. That's why sometimes you can't understand God. But you know what God told me? He said, you can be ready, but the platform is not yet ready. You can be ready, but because God is shifting some things, it's not that you're not ready. God is just shifting some things till the platform is set for you. So what you went through was not that you weren't ready, but the platform was busy being built for you. The reason why this project is taking so long is because the platform, God's getting their hearts ready. The platform is being built. There is still a son. But he is crippled in both feet. Verse 4 says, Where is he? The king asked. Tell your neighbor, God knows exactly where you are. God knows exactly. Pinpoint location in your life, God knows exactly where you are. Zyber answered, He is at the house of Micah, son of Amil. In Lodabar. Lodabar means no word, no communication. See, once you've been dropped when you were younger, you don't want to speak about it. Once you've been dropped in your childhood years of being spiritual, we talk about spiritual childhood. When you've been dropped, you don't want to speak about it. When the church people turned against you, you don't want to talk about it. So you find yourself in a place of Lodabar. There's no word. You don't want to talk about some things because it's too deep to talk about because you've been dropped. So you find yourself in Lodabar. 
There's no communication between you and God because you find yourself in Lodabar. There's no word, there's no communication. In fact, there's no passion. It's a dry place. So King David had him brought from Lodabar. He went to go and fetch him from the house of Micah, son of Amai. And when Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, you've been through so much things that people won't even recognize you. Life hit you so hard that people don't even know how you look. You've been crippled for too long that you cannot even walk and the people cannot even recognize you because you find your place in Lodabar. And David was shocked to see son of a king crippled in both his feet. Said Mephibosheth, your servant, he replied. Doesn't that sound like Ziba? When David called Ziba, he said, your servant, so which means that he still had the DNA of kingship in him he understood protocol don't get so far in life that you forget protocol David said don't be afraid for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father and I will restore to you listen to that I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather's soul. And you, you will eat at my table. Listen to that. I will restore to you. This is the year of rebuilding. I will restore to you the land that belonged to your grandfather's soul. And you will always eat at my table. Yeah. You, not even, you won't even eat at Saul's table. You will eat at my table. And everything that belonged to your grandfather, I will give it to you. Cripple in his feet. But now he owns everything that belonged to his grandfather. Don't let your condition stop you from owning things, man. Don't let what people said about you affect you for where you're going to, man. Don't let what people say about you affect you and push you left and right. Don't be waved by every doctrine that comes up, man. Stand still on the Word of God and believe God for where He's taking you. And you will always eat at my table. And Mephibosheth, crippled in his feet, bowed down and said, what is your servant that you notice a dead doll right now? I would imagine that he could still talk that language when he was in Lodabar. Maar as die Heere jou uitgevat het, man, dan kan jy nou nog eens jylle praat. You gotta get your talking straight. A child talks like a child. A baby talks like a baby. A man talks like a man. Stop talking like a child, man. God has taken you out of that. That you notice a dead dog like me. 
And then the king summoned Saiba, Saul's servant, and said, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to what? Farm the land for him. And bring in the crops so that your master's grandson may be provided for. And Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, is it again, will always eat at my table. Somebody say the table is always open. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. And then Ziba said to the king, your servant will do whatever my lord the king commands his servant to do. So from that day, Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth from that day crippled in both his feet, sat down at the table where David's son sat and he was just like the rest of them. The title of my message this morning is You're a child of the king. You're a child of the king. You're a child of the king. You're a child. I just want you to get this this morning. When you walk out this place, just say, I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. I sit at God's table. So my message this morning is not to the healed today. My message is to the people that's been dropped when they were young. You've been dropped in the spirit. You find yourself in Lodabar. You've been dropped and you're crippled in both your feet and people can't understand why you can't grow spiritually. It's because you've been dropped. You've been dropped and you're crippled so far that you cannot even talk about it because you're in Lodabar. So you can't even mention about it. You can't even talk about why you cannot grow as a Christian, but you've been dropped by somebody. You've been dropped in your spiritual life so bad that you said, it's fine, I don't need to be an heir to the throne. You've been dropped so bad that you forgot that your father is the king of kings and the lord of lords. You've been dropped so far that the devil wanted to keep you in your crippled state. But today is the day when you get to sit at the king's table. Today is the day that you get to sit at the king's table. No longer will people identify you by your condition. No longer will people identify you by who you were. No longer will people identify you to what you did in the past. No longer will people identify you what is a generational curse that's been in your lineage for years and years and years. But today you come to the king's table and you're just like one of the king's sons. You've been crippled in both your feet, but today you are sitting at the king's table. You're sitting at the king's table. You're a child of the king. Pack your bags, you're coming out of Lodabar. Pack your bags, you're coming out of Lodabar. 
pack everything that the devil tried to steal from you. Pack your bags and say, devil, I'm leaving you in Lodaba, but I'm coming to the king's table this morning. I'm coming to what is rightfully mine. I'm coming to sit at the king's table this morning. Tell the devil, I want my joy back. I want my children back. I want my marriage back. I want my finances back. I want my business back. Some of you are leaving Lodabar today and saying, devil, I'm done with you today. For too long, you've been keeping me crippled by my condition. But today, I'm packing my bags and I'm leaving Lodabar. For too long, I've been silent. Today, I came to break every silent spirit. Every silent spirit, every silent depression spirit, every silent suicidal spirit, every silent spirit that wanted to kill yourself, every silent spirit, the silence is breaking today. Too long you've been crippled all your life. And the devil wanted to keep you silent. Let me tell you that the devil wouldn't attack you if he didn't have potential, man. The devil wouldn't want to keep you in Lodabai if you didn't have the potential to run the kingdom. That's kingdom talk. So we're sitting with all that potential in Lodabai. No pasture. No greenery. No meat. All you do is you feed on the milk. Are you not ready yet for the next stage of your life? Of your spiritual walk with God where God says, I'll take you now and your crippled state, I'll take you. Because in heaven there's no cripple. There's no blind in heaven. There's no deaf. God says today, pack your bags. Tell your neighbor, pack your bags. In fact, while you're packing, tell the devil, I want my joy back. Man. The, the devil took your joy, but today you're packing your bags and you're saying, I want my joy back. Man. Nog nooit kan sy sierlik en sy tiene It's a tactic of the enemy to keep the church crippled. It's a tactic of the enemy to keep the church at the childhood stage. It's a tactic of the enemy to break unity in the body of Christ because when there was unity, the Holy Spirit fell so hot in that place. That cloven tongues of fire started to speak. That's what unity does. Unity brought the walls of Jericho down. That's what unity does. So the devil wants to break up unity. And he wants to keep you in a crippled state. He wants you to conform to the norm of just being in Lodaba. But you've got a kingdom that's in your name. Because your name doesn't mean anything. But you carry the DNA of a king. You carry the DNA of a king. That's why the devil can't touch you. That's why the devil can't mess with you because you carry the DNA. When he looks at you, all he sees is the blood. Not the blood of bulls and goats. The blood of the lamb. Somebody say, you're a child of the king. You're the child 
of a king. You're a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. You've got to get your DNA straight, man. When people talk to you, they must know that you're a child of the king. My oma is royalty, man. My oma is royalty. I'm not saying that I'm a king of the king. I'm a king of my oma. And as you copy it, I'm going to be a king. Yeah. Don't let your child bring you just a cup, man. Let they serve you with royalty. Because you are royalty. Bring your pirang sam. Because we're so much a smite many tea. As I need a pirang asi. Munuki, I have a copy tea, bring I'm a child of a king. People talk to you, they must know you. Kingship. So today I came to tell you, pack your bags. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. The king is coming to fetch you this morning. Pack your bags. The king sent his servant this morning to come and get you out of Lodabar. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. Coming out of Lodabar this morning. You're coming out of your crib this morning. For too long you've been in your nursery, but God says, I'm bringing you out of there. Pack your bags. Pack your bags this morning. Pack your bags. The devil wanted to steal your joy. Pack your bags. Take your joy with you. In fact, take your peace with you, man. David said, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Take your goodness and mercy with you, man. Wherever you walk, look at goodness and mercy behind you, following you all the days of your life. Just look behind you and see your goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life. You were supposed to be wiped out, but goodness and mercy was following you all the days of your life. Somebody would have drugged you, but goodness and mercy was following you all the days of your life. Somebody wanted to take you out, but goodness and mercy was following you all the days of your life. I came to let you know to pack your bags, pack everything, take everything with you. God's taking you out of Lodabar this morning. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the king's house. You shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Forever and ever. You thought you made it out on yourself. No. Look behind you and see goodness and mercy just following you. Wherever you go, goodness and mercy. That door was shut when you walked in. But God opened up a door because goodness and mercy was following you all the days of your life. Came to tell you, pack your bags. Pack your bags. Pack your bags, man. Tell your neighbor, pack your bags, man. Mark your career, your lovers here. To say, the king sent me to come and fetch you this morning. The king sent me on assignment this morning to come and get you. The king sent me on assignment to come and fetch you in your load of our state. 
The king sent me on assignment to come and get you wherever you are. The king knows exactly where you are. I came to tell you, pack your bags. 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 You're a child of the king. Pack your bags. You're a child of the king. Pack your bags. You're a child of the king. Pack your bags. You're a child of the king. Pack your bags. You're a child of the king. Pack your bags. You're a child of the king. Pack your bags. You're a child of the king. Pack your bags. You're a child of the king. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. Don't forget your joy. Don't forget your peace. In fact, leave the generational curses in Lodabar. Because you're a child of the king. Everything that the devil stole from you, you have to give it hundredfold back. In the mighty name of Jesus, I came to tell you, pack your bags. 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 God's going to do a new thing in this place. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. God's going to take you out of Lodabar. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. If you gotta leave some friends behind, it's fine, but pack your bag. If you gotta leave some family members behind, it's fine, pack your bag. If they don't wanna come with you, it's fine, but you going to the king's place today, I came to let you know to pack your bag. Pack your bag, pack your bag. You're the child of the king. Pack your bag, you're the child of the king. Pastor Kurt, if your area don't want to go with you, it's fine. Pack your bag. Hallelujah. Pack your bag. Pack your bag. I'm a child of a king. In fact, I'm not a child of a king. I'm a child of the king. The king of kings, man. Queen Elizabeth got nothing on the king. Prince Saul's got nothing on the king. In fact, when they get into his presence, they must bow. Oh, yes! In fact, when they walk into his presence in the courtrooms of heaven, they must bow their heads. Pack your bags. Tell somebody, pack your bags. You're a child of the king. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. You're a child of a king. The devil wanted you to forget about your kingship. The devil wanted you to forget about your kingship. The devil wanted you to forget whose child are you. He wanted to keep you in a state of Lodabar. But Saiba is here to come and fetch you this morning. As I draw to a close this morning, pack your bags. Pack your bags, you're a child of the king. Pack your bags. Tell the devil, devil, I'm leaving everything that, that you thought I needed. Because the devil can also give you things. How do you explain somebody that don't work drinks every day? Let me tell you, the devil can also provide. 
The devil can also provide. Say, devil, I'm leaving whatever you thought I needed. I'm leaving it behind. And everything that you stole from me, my kingship I'm taking with me, my joy I'm taking with me, my peace I'm taking with me, every suicidal spirit that I thought I needed to die and nothing was there anymore to live for, I'm leaving that behind. Every generational curse I'm leaving behind. I'm packing my bag and I'm taking my children with me. I'm taking my household with me. I'm taking my sons with me. I'm taking my wife with me. Taking this house with me. Pack your bags because you're going to the king's place. Stop letting people label you by your condition. The same Ziba that talked about him. Mephibosheth didn't even know that Ziba said that about him. But it was good that Ziba said that. So that King David can just show Ziba what he can do with a crippled man. And look who God used to work for the crippled man. Look who God chose to work for the crippled man. Ziba. The same people that brought up your condition will be the same people that will be working for you. The enemies that brought up your condition will be the same people that will come to you and say that we're sorry. The same people. That's a word for somebody. I don't know where that came from. But the same person that talked about this condition was the same person that David said, now you go into the field and you look after this man. The same people that talk about your condition. It's the same people that will work for you, man. In fact, Mephibosheth didn't even need to lift up a finger. Come from a place of nothing, and then you get everything that God has for you. But God told me that not everybody wants to come out of Lodabar because they've been conformed to it. They've been conformed to just laying there feeling sorry for themselves. They've been conformed and it's a norm and they don't want to come out of there. God says, leave it. I only came to speak to people today that says, I'm packing my bag. I'm packing my bag today and say, I'm coming out of Lodabar today. I'm coming out today. I'm coming out today. I'm coming out. If you've got to come crippled, come in. If somebody dropped you when you were younger and you can't speak about it, God says, today I came to fetch you, man. Because I know exactly where you are in your life. You can fool people, but you cannot fool God, man. Because God knows exactly where you are. You can shout and jump here, but God knows exactly where you are. You can shout how high you want to shout. But God cannot be fooled. God knows exactly where you are. The pastor can think you're on a level, but you're not because God knows exactly. God's got a pinpoint location on you. He knows exactly what you're dealing with today. 
Because in fact, it wasn't your fault that you were crippled. Not your fault that somebody dropped you. It's not your fault that you cannot walk. It's not your fault that you are in Lodabar. It's not your fault. But you got a decision today to come out. I place before you a decision today between death and life. And I give you the answer, choose life. It's not your fault that you were dropped. It's not your fault that you cannot talk about it. It's not your fault. Because you're in a state of Lodomar. It's not your fault that you cannot speak to anybody about your condition. And about where you come from. Because you didn't drop you. Somebody dropped you this morning. Somebody that you trusted dropped you. And you couldn't move away from that state. And I came to tell you, cyber is here with your crippleness and all that I came to fetch you. If I got to carry you in the spirit, I'm going to carry you. But I came to fetch you. It's your time to come out of Lodabar this morning. It's your time to come out of the nursery this morning. Somebody dropped you this morning and you didn't know how to come out. But today God sent me on assignment to tell you to pack your bag. Pack your bag because you're a child of the king. Pack your bag because you're an heir to the throne. Pack your bag because there's something for you in God's inheritance. Pack your bag because your name is written in the book of life. Pack your bag because your name has been washed with the blood of the Lamb. Pack your bag because you're taking everything that the devil stole from you today. So if you're in this place, and I was speaking about you, I want you to stand. Don't be scared to stand. Because the moment you stay seated, you're telling the devil, I'm fine here. You can do with whatever you want to do with me. I'm fine here. I came to tell you, pack your bags. Adrian, pack your sack, man. The era come eat down. Pack your bags, man. It's not your fault that you were dropped. Don't worry about it. Somebody you trusted dropped you. And you crippled in both your feet. But I came to tell you that Saiba is here to say, pack your bag. I came to fetch you. Pack your bag, man. This word hit me so hard. Because we got people in the church that doesn't want to talk about something. Because they don't know how they ended up in Lodabar. But because whatever happened in their past is still haunting them till today. But God told me that he'll wipe everything away. He'll wipe your past away. He'll wipe everybody that dropped you. I want to talk to somebody that's been dropped in the spirit. Maybe you come from another house and you've been dropped there. And you're crippled in both your feet. And you can't go from childhood to manhood because you're crippled. 
But God says, there's a chair at my table. And you will always have a seat at my table. Which means that the seat was empty. Your seat is waiting for you. And the moment Mephibosheth sat down, Pastor Kirk, at the table, from the body up, he looked just like the rest of them. God said he'll cover up your crippleness so that people will no longer see your condition. Because the moment you sit at my table, you look just like the rest of them because you're a child of the king. I came to fetch you this morning to say, pack your bags, pack your bags. You're coming out of Lodabar. And when he sat at the table, he looked just like the king's sons. He didn't have to lift up a finger. God's making provision for you. There's houses that you will not even need to build that belongs to you because you're a child of the king. There's cars that you won't even need to buy because you have an inheritance because you're a child of the king.